Coming live from Zagreb, Croatia, our guest tonight. Welcome to this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live, the show which ensures that you profit from your time spent here with experts, either through their insights and information or simply learning from them. And today we have Emmanuel Noble, anime character coach, live from Zagreb, Croatia. Welcome, welcome, Emmanuel. <laughs> welcome to the show. So we have an opponent in this game called life who talks trash to us to try and throw us off of our game. And he does this so that people can have a difficult time and a stressful time in life. And so our opponent puts thoughts of worry into our hair, uh, head, thoughts of worry to overwhelm us, thoughts of doubt and fear and uncontrollable anger into our head to influence us into troubled times. And so uh, the work of a character coach is to help people understand those thoughts, get victory over those thoughts, discern when those thoughts are coming from you, the individual, or when they are coming from an outside entity. And so understanding that, and then from there, dismantling belief systems that are causing a person problems in life. For example, a belief system, a man should not cry. That belief system has caused men in some parts of the world to bottle up their emotions and not let someone know that they're struggling. There's a, an African proverb that my mom told me. If you hide sickness, you die. And so it's important for men to let someone that they trust know, hey, there's this thing that happened that is bothering me. Um, I'm worried about getting laid off from my job. And this worry is overwhelming my mind so much that I can't focus on anything that I'm doing. And I keep uh, making errors and I notice that my patience is short because I'm so worried and now my uh, my patience is, is short and, and I'm getting more and more uh, negative uh, thoughts. And so it's important for a man to go and let people know, someone that they trust, 
to let them know, hey, I'm having this issue. Can you help me? Can you pray for me? Can you uh, let me know something that you've done that has helped you get over uh, overwhelming thoughts of worry? And so part of uh, the work of a character coach is to help such a man get victory over his worry. Maybe that worry is those thoughts are not necessarily coming from him. And it's coming from our opponents in this game called life. And our opponent just keeps talking trash, putting thoughts of worry into that man's head. And so my job as a character coach is to help figure that out and then help that man get victory over those uh, thoughts of worry. And then this way that cleans up the inner man. And classically, when people are worried, they are in despair and you can see it on their, uh, on their face. And so, but on the opposite side of things, when people are hopeful and full of faith, their inner self is more attractive because they draw people towards them. It's like, hey, that person has a hopeful, hopeful spirit. Or that person is pleasant to be around. And it's like, yeah, that person is full of joy and full of hope. Although bombs are dropping around them. And so that's that inner attractiveness that every human being has the possibility to have. And so that's it in a, in a nutshell in regards to me being a character coach. Yes, yes, Emmanuel, you have actually explained it quite well, you know, for everybody to understand that character coach is just not a name, a, des a des designation or something, but it's a huge responsibility that uh, a person undertakes to, you know, show, get you the best version of yourself for yourself itself. Uh, mm -hmm. Emmanuel, uh, I just want to understand, uh, before I come to your special, you know, tips on how to look the most attractive version of yourself, and especially from the inside. But before that, you talked about worry. Now, isn't worry part of human nature? And we are born with that. Uh, we are fearful. Earlier days to be fearful of thunder, lightning. Now we are fearful of different things, and we uh, and we are you know we want to plan things much more you know perhaps than earlier on. Uh, so worry comes in. Now, how does one fight with their own nature? What do you think of that? So. I have come to help people dismantle their human nature. Those things that restrain a person from living in the moment, those things that keep a person from being joyful 
And so that's what I've uh, come to do and to help people with. So in regards to, uh, for me, example, with worry, well, there are many different forms of worry. Right. And so just because you get victory over worry about your child's future doesn't mean that you get victory over worry about your grandmother's health status. And, and so it takes repeat training of overcoming that worry, repeat training of overcoming uh, that in multiple different situations so that a person is more comprehensively developed in the opposite of worry, um, hopefulness. And so for me, what has worked out great for me is following the leading of God. And <laughs> the reason why I say this, this works is because God tells me to do strange things. And so oftentimes then the human nature kicks in and it's like, okay, God, that's a little bit strange. Why do you want me to sing in public? Or um, why do you want me to interpret this young woman's dream? Or why do you want me to make a joke to that stranger on the street? And so um, another antidote to worry is belief and trust. That's good, yeah. And so after walking with God for enough uh, time in life, uh, it's come to the point where it's like, okay, <laughs> God told me to do that, 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 that. I maybe had a worry here, maybe had a worry there, but every time I've done it, my goodness, it was absolutely, uh, I'll put it this way, the best thing that I could have done in that situation. And so it's like, okay, so this reduces my human nature from getting victory over the logical nature of my spirit. And so that continue practice, that continue walking, that continue walking with God and going to this situation, that situation, this situation, different, wide variety of situations. This is what has helped me more comprehensively develop my hope, trust, and belief that as I walk forward in faith, things are going to turn out good. Right. Right, Emmanuel. So, you see, everybody is born in his or her own environment wherever in the world. 
then with time most all of them are good people with time they have their own set of experiences from the day they are born and some people are not able to retain the same level of hope or belief for whatever reasons then they come to a point in time when they start thinking that the outside is most important it's the nature of consumerism it's the world very glitzy very you know a uh, lot of masks around you put your mask to your own self and you almost forget now that is where the real topic of the discussion that was that your tips on how one can look the most attractive version of themselves especially from the inside because outside you are what god has made you you can put up some you know external things on your face but inside is you mm-hmm. but outside becomes more important to so to people sometimes and to world also as such and you forget or you'll start losing the inside part of it and that is where the problem starts you miss out on all the great things that god has bestowed on you and the most important thing is to find that to be most attractive from inside so that you attract the right people the right situations on the outside how do you do that that's our topic and that's where <laughs> enumerated for our viewers everywhere in the world and so this is also part of my work as a preacher is to to constantly go out and remind people in some way shape or form whether that be through a conversation with somebody that i meet in the main square here in zagreb or whether that be somebody seeing my actions and so someone seeing that okay every time emmanuel gets knocked down he gets back up every time he gets knocked down he gets back up and he keeps going and so it's important for me as a preacher and i'll say well just christians in general to continue to go out and let people know that they should focus on inner attractiveness and so the important thing about focusing on inner attractiveness is first understanding what is the what is the goal that you're aiming for to first know that and so then this way it it becomes easier for someone to take that journey because now they know where they're going it's just a matter of the discovery of how to get there which is the exciting part and so and so that goal that every person should have when they when they come to the realization i should focus on my inner attractiveness that goal is that i am going to have joy in the difficult times and during the difficult times i'm going to remain a pleasant 
person to be around. And so that's the goal. And so with that said, then if a person finds themselves getting angry, that's not something that uh, typically attracts people. It can attract other angry people, uh, but that's, that's not something that's attractive and pleasant to be around. And so, well, then this is where the character coach comes in and says, well, let's find out what's causing that anger. And in all situations, it's tied into unforgiveness. So that uncontrollable anger that a person has, it's tied to unforgiveness. And this is what happens. A person enters the revenge cycle. So something happens to them where they feel disrespected. Then they get a thought of anger planted into their mind, whether that be from themselves or our opponent in this game called life. And then the thought of anger gains momentum and grows and grows to the point where a person seeks revenge. And the thing about the revenge cycle is you cannot escape it except to forgive. When you forgive, then this is when a person will get victory over uncontrollable anger, over that, that rage and oftentimes just frustration with someone else. And so it comes down to a matter of, okay, let's find out who you might be frustrated with so you can more appropriately forgive or yeah, to find out what is that. So then this way you can have that peace of mind, that joy. And so people are, uh, feel comfortable being around you. People feel comfortable living in the same house with you because what happens in homes is when there's unforgiveness, there's that tension and it's just not comfortable for people to live in that environment and that tension. It's like people are walking on eggshells because it's like the next small thing is going to cause that pimple to turn into a volcano and explode. And so uh, with that said, it comes down to a matter of in such a situation focused on this uncontrollable anger, this, this rage and intense frustration that most human beings on the planet have. It's a, well, finding out can we can we discover the link? Maybe it came from somebody made fun of you in elementary school. And so that just kept growing and growing and growing and growing. And a person never got victory over that. And so it comes down to in such a situation, it could be just this simple. Heavenly Father, I forgive so and so or I forgive uh, 
Mr. AJ for making fun of my uh, <laughs> of my shoes. Yeah. <laughs> and right. and so sometimes it could be just that simple. But in a family setting, it's important for husband and wife, uh, kids to parents, parents to kids to find out, well, what is what is the thing that is causing us tension? And so this comes through conversation, um, writing out one's thoughts, uh, being patient, giving some time to figure out, hmm, what is it that might be causing me to lose my joy and peace of mind uh, with my spouse or with my kids? What is it? And let me go find out or let us come together and try and find out what it is. And then this way we can, we can fix it. But also the good thing about having conversations with your family members is, is that sometimes, and I'll use kids, for example, get angry at their parents for a misunderstanding. They thought, they understood what their parent was saying to them. And then they got angry and then they developed unfor or excuse me, then they developed unforgiveness and became angry and frustrated with their parents. And so this is why it's important to, uh, to have those uh, conversations and, and learn when to say, okay, you know what? Right now is not time to have the conversation. I'm not going to press the issue. Let me go and write about it. Or let me go outside, take a walk, take a break, clear my head. And then when the time is right, we'll, re we'll resolve the issue. It's necessary to resolve the issue. Absolutely necessary. And so, um, yeah, once that's done, once the talking happens, it comes down to a matter of getting clarity. What exactly happened? Did I understand what you said or what you did correctly? And in, in some situations, nay, a lot of situations, if a person really pays attention, they'll discover that, oh man, I got angry for nothing. <laughs> yeah, and you can actually develop cancer because of unforgiveness. And you might have gotten cancer because you got angry over something that you misunderstood. And so this is one of the reasons why I plead with people to forgive. I plead because it's like, look, unforgiveness can cost you many things. And it's the main reason why people go to prison because something happened they felt shamed, they felt disrespected, and they had to get revenge. And revenge doesn't always look like, oh, you hit me, I'm gonna hit you back. Sometimes revenge looks like, well, you know what? I'm gonna get very rich so, by, so nobody makes fun of me again. And so it's like, I, I'm gonna show the world that nobody can make fun of me. And so uh, revenge can look like many different things. It could, 
it could turn into activism. Um, yeah, so it's it's important, and this is why it's like, hey, you know what? Please, please, because once you get that peace of mind, when you forgive other people, <laughs> you're not gonna want to let it go. It's it's a peace of mind that it's like oh, it's like I I have to stay in this place. And the good thing about it is it makes you attractive on the inside. And that attraction comes out because now that you got rid of all of that, all of that stuff, all of the, the anger, worry, doubt, whatever, once you get rid of that frustration, then joy comes and, and is able to grow within, within a person to the point where it's, coming out on their skin to where it's like coming out in their face and it's radiating. And, and that's what draws other people uh, to you. And, but not just draws other people to you. It's nice to be around such an individual. And well, I guess let me hit on one point as well. Speaking of having conver a tough conversations, that's a skill as well. And so it's, uh, it's something that needs to be developed and improved over time. And so I advise people to talk to uh, their haters. Like, to because <laughs> one thing that I've discovered is that there's always a nugget of wisdom that I have gotten from everyone who is... Uh, who is hated on uh, on me or is in opposition to me talking about God or my views on God. And so I always get something that is very important. And so one thing that I've learned is be patient. Try and hear them out. And don't antagonize someone in a conversation, no matter how much they're antagonizing you. And that's human nature. It's like, you poke me, I'm going to poke you back. And so that's, that's an act of, that's unforgiveness. It's like, and so with that said, it comes down to a matter of having that victory over uh, unforgiveness after putting it into practice so many times to the point where you can have conversation with the hater and still remain pleasant during the conversation. And then also being humble because they likely know something about you that you don't know, you can't see because as you mentioned, we kind of talked about perspective uh, before the broadcast. It's like they have a different perspective on the world than you. And it's important to get uh, perspectives of the people around you, all the people around you, because they see things about you that you do not necessarily see. They see things about your 
way of thinking that you don't necessarily see or that you could communicate better. And so it's important and it takes, it takes practice and it takes uh, getting victory over human nature in order to be able to withstand uh, such a uh, conversation. And once you're really doing it good, then you can, you can even have the, uh, the occasional joke with someone who is in opposition uh, with you. And hopefully the hope is that your peacefulness and your calmness in such a conversation will win them over uh, to, to, to see life from another perspective. Yeah. Right, right. So, uh, Emmanuel, uh, does it mean that the anger part, first you said, was the setting of goal. Once you know where you want to go, then things become easy. And then that you talked about anger, about, you know, conversation, about forgiveness, about, you know, everything. And then you, when you remove all the toxin of anger and everything, then you start glowing and then you become more attractive. So is anger so much, It does it take so much of your uh, personality with, it, with itself that it takes away the glow of your life? Or is there something else after that to be done? Yes, that it will take the glow away from a person's life. Once I got victory over anger, the, in a sense, it's like this huge dark cloud that is blocking the sunlight that is within each person. There's a piece of God in all of us. And so it comes down to a matter of getting rid of those clouds so the sun can shine within you. And now I'm not saying that people can't get angry. It comes down to a matter of, well, understanding why am I getting angry? What's at the root of this anger? Is it justifiable anger and Am I unjustly judging someone else? Because that happens often in regards to a person gets anger, uh, excuse me, a person gets angry about something that somebody else did. And in truth, it's something about their own self that they're getting angry about. So it's like, as the parable goes, um, or I'll paraphrase it, take out the beam from your eye before you go and try and take out that small speck from another. And that's one of those things that I've discovered within my own self. It's like, oh, as I examine this situation, I have that problem. And so 
I'll use an example here in regards to uh, scheduling of podcasts uh, for me. Sometimes I schedule podcasts like uh, very early in the morning uh, here. And so 1 a.m., 2 a.m., 3 a.m. And mind you, I've been up uh, since typically 5 a.m. the day before. And so maybe I might get like an hour of, of sleep or one night I didn't get any sleep because it was at 4 a.m. So 5 a.m. I'm, I'm uh, back going. And so uh, maybe a few times and a host has been like no show. Mm-hmm. And in such a situation in the past, ha, I would have been, <laughs> I would have been livid. But now it's, <laughs> but now it's like, well, I don't know what happened. I mean, maybe they, they got but in the car accident. Do they, they come back the- again? And so I would say that maybe maybe 10% of them uh, have res- uh, responded, 10, 20%. Um, but uh, in the past, I would have been angry because, oh, this person isn't keeping their word. And so I discovered that that's at the root of why uh, I was uh, getting angry. But after God helped me examine myself last last year, um, around April 25, I, I remember that day, I examined myself and said, huh, I've gotten angry at people for not keeping their word. But as I examine myself, as God helps me see, I haven't always kept my word. And so it's like, oh, I see now. I was getting angry at them, but I was really, truly angry at myself for not always having kept my word. And so, and so now it's like, it's like, hey, you know what? Uh, well, one, I'm not going to lose my joy. And two, who knows what has happened in that person's life? Maybe something extremely traumatic. Maybe they're in the hospital and they just did, they didn't have the ability to get to the device. Even if they did it on purpose, it's still, it's like, hey, you know what? Fair enough. I pray that, uh, that everything turns out well for them in their life. Um, and Additionally, God puts me through character tests because so he gave me the gift of forgiveness. So he now wants to see, am I going to pay that gift forward? It's like, hey, Emmanuel, I gave you this gift and now you have joy and peace of mind. What are you going to do when somebody else does something to you or you perceive that somebody else did something to you. Are you going to extend that same gift towards them? And so for me, it's like, yep, (laughs) yep, extend it. Uh, Just as, yeah, extend it. Um, Because it's it's that sometimes that will uh, change another person. It's that that can help another person and once they get it then it's like huh you know what i'm gonna extend this to somebody else myself 
Yeah. And so it's through that collective resistance to the human nature where we we grow and we become increasingly more pleasant uh, to be around. Right. Right, Emmanuel. But uh, I, you talked about reasons for anger in people. You know, uh, some people have their old childhood memories, not so good ones. Memories uh, you, you collect or gather as you go along your experiences and everything. But a lot of people do face difficulties. Not everybody is as angry as some people are. Why this difference? Why do people carry so much of baggage of the past or a mindset because of experiences of their past and keep it themselves locked up in their closet of their own minds? You know, why do they are they so impacted? Some of them are so impacted. Second question on that is how do they come out of their minds closet? and live the life they deserve so much because God has given them that life. And so this goes back to what I said, you got to let other people know that you trust what's going on inside of your head. It's that bottling up that, that causes people that long standing, many years of frustration. And so it's like, if you hide that sickness, if you hide those toxins, you die. And so it's important for people to let somebody they trust know. And so this way they can find out how to get victory over their human nature. And so as I, as I may mention before, sometimes it's just this simple somebody cuts you off in traffic, you say, Heavenly Father, I forgive them. Boom, that's it. It's literally that simple sometimes. And as I discussed earlier, sometimes it's a matter of having a conversation or having conversations to try and get down to the root. And then once you get down to the root, then the hope is, okay, now that we found out what the problem is, now the person who is contributing to, contributing to the problem can change, hopefully. If they don't change, then it comes down to a matter of persisting against your human nature and continuing to forgive. And that's also another method of healing from unforgiveness is oftentimes people are going to have to pray to God again and again and again and again and again to forgive someone on the same point again and again and again and again. And the reason why I say that is because once the seed of unforgiveness lands in a person's mind, 
if it stays, if that person plays with it and it gains momentum, it spreads all throughout a person's life. It might, so like the example I gave, someone made fun of a person in school and so they set out to show them by making sure that they made a lot of money. And so, uh, so this way nobody will make fun of them again. And so from that seed, then all sorts of actions were chained to that seed. And so that seed itself being a toxin is now infecting everything that person does that is connected to that seed of unforgiveness. And so with that said, when a person realizes, oh, this is why I've lost my way in life because I'm still holding on to the anger of AJ made fun of my shirt. <laughs> and so, and so once, a, once I would realize something like that, it's like, okay, well now I need to forgive. But because that's that seed of toxin was chained to so many other decisions in my life, it spread like cancer. And so with that said, you have to go through multiple treatments to get rid of it. And so in some situations, it's just as simple. Every time you get a thought of, of uh, unforgiveness against that person who initially did you wrong or you believe did you wrong, every time you get a thought, pray to God, I forgive them. And again, and again, and again, and again, until um, treatment is complete. Right. Uh-huh. And so it, it can, there are some other complexities and things to understand, but uh, I won't go into it uh, now. This is something that I have uh, discussed at length on my Instagram. And, um, and even there, that was just a matter of a, a freshman intro course in a sense. Um, but it'll help a lot of people uh, get victory over that baggage that they're holding on to. Right. Yeah. Right. So, uh -huh. so my last question to you on this, uh, Emmanuel is that you remove all the toxins from inside you become the most attractive person that you can. And then what do you do? You spread it. Because you can't help but spread it. And so remove the toxins, toxins but you got to replace it with stuff. And so, and so remove it, replace it as those fruits grow within you of happiness, joy, peace, patience love, kindness, gentleness, as that grows within you, it's to the point where it's like, man, I got to spread this. It's like you're, you're saying hello to people you don't know. You're smiling at people that you don't know. And so you're spreading it. And as I have discovered, if you don't spread that fruit, it goes bad. <laughs> and so, yeah, spread it and then you'll see your environment or that's the that's the hope that's the belief that i hang on to is that 
as I spread it, it's going to infect other people and this joy will be contagious. And you will start attracting uh, happenings as well as the right kind of people mm-hmm. that you so much deserve. A boy mm-hmm. will get the right sort of a girl or the girl will also get the right sort of a girl. Generally, people will get the, attract the right sort of people that they have mm-hmm. always deserved and want in their life. Yeah. And they'll be able to maintain that attraction through a relationship because that's that's also the important thing. Is like at any point, you could lose that peace of mind. And so it's important to, to defend your joy. So, uh, Emmanuel, this was, that was supposed to be my last question. Now, this <laughs> is, <laughs> I can't help asking is that a lot of people also come into your life who are like toxins. How do you deal with them? You know, if you if an anger is inherited from childhood, you know, something like that, you can remove it. But what about, you know, people around you or who get into your life and enter deep inside your psyche, your life, they won't just leave you. Moreover, with time, with our modern times, a lot of homes are also becoming anger zones. You know, I, I, almost everybody is angry. And nobody knows why. So that's how do you see it and how do you tackle that? Firstly, is how do you make a home better? No anger zone. Earlier you used to find refuge at a, inside your home, not outside. But now and people run away from that. And second is how do you remove parasites from your life, you know? And so this is where. I come in at to let people know firstly that it's possible to understand because that's also one of the reasons why people don't have hope is because they don't they don't see that life can get that their life can get better. It's like, well, I've been depressed since I can remember. My parents have been depressed. It's part of my life. This is the way life is going to be. It's like Okay, I understand that belief, but look at it from a different perspective. And so sometimes it just takes a matter of someone continuing to see and continuing to hear. It's like, okay, this person is is still hopeful and no matter what life is thrown at them. And so sometimes it just takes that. And then at the end of the day, in my experience, it's God who does the changing. So once a person sees, or I should say, once a person believes, it's like, okay, I believe that I can give victory over this um, this bitterness, over this frustration, over this hopelessness. I believe. And so I'm going to find out how. And that act of faith pleases God to the point where he will help the person get that gift of hope. And so in my experience, all of this, this gift, this, this joy, this peace of mind, it comes from it comes from God. There are actions that I need to take. For example, with forgiveness, it, an action I need to take is, seriously, just this simple, Heavenly Father, I forgive 
such and such for not making the uh, the podcast appointment. It's just that simple. And again, and, and so it comes down to a matter of understanding that there's hope and then figuring out, or excuse me, understanding, believing that there's hope and then finding out some of the simple things to put into practice to um, get victory over frustration, anger, tension, and the home. And again, as I said, sometimes it's just this simple. Heavenly Father, I forgive my husband for putting the dishes in the wrong place. <laughs> and sometimes it's just that simple. <laughs> I guess a lot of wives are listening to this. <laughs> I hope. I hope. <laughs> yeah. Emmanuel, uh, Emmanuel, so I just wanted to know when you said that that is where I come in. It means there is a point where professional help is required then. Uh, well, yes, and sometimes no. But most of the times, this is where it comes down to people who have been given these gifts from God. Most of the times, it is our responsibility, responsibility to then communicate that to people through our speech and actions, mostly actions. Right, right. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Right, Emmanuel, it's, it's all been a very nice discussion. Any closing words that you'd want to add to what <laughs> I may have forgotten to ask? Um, any wives that may be listening, be patient with your husband. He'll figure the kitchen out at some point. Maybe draw him a map or something. And then right. eventually he might write you a poem about it. So be patient. Um, and a matter of fact, well, and this will help direct people to find out more about what I'm teaching. I, gave, I wrote an example poem of uh, about putting away the dishes. And I called it click, clack, ting, ting. And so, yeah, people can find out more about me on Instagram. And it's at Emmanuel in a May. And it's all one word. And they yeah. can find I'll, me there. I'll, in fact, put all the all the details on the YouTube description also. So that okay. it's there and, and people can know exactly where to find you. Sounds good. Okay. okay. Uh, with With words of hope, you know, with a, with a beacon of hope, I also walk uh, better, see clearer after talking to you, Emmanuel. <laughs> it was, it and, was a pleasure. On, 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 uh, yeah. So with a beacon of hope in my hand uh -huh. and seeing the path clearly, I can say, you know, satisfyingly say, uh -huh. it's a wrap in this edition of the KAJ Masterclass. <laughs> Thank you very, very much, Emmanuel. It, it, it was a pleasure, sir. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Uh -huh.